Whoever's the useless one in InSync, there's always a one useless one that is just there for. Well, I thought it was Joey for time. No, there was there was a tall skinny guy who had like a pimp stash. Mm. Yeah. See, Stand I think jo- I think Joey was good, and that's why he was in the in the band. Because there was Lance Bass, Joey Fatone, yeah. JC Shazes. Oh, I think is the one you're thinking of. I'm thinking of Backstreet Boys. Oh, who are oh thinking you're thinking of, of thinking of Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. There's no weak links in the Backstreet Boys. Come on. Oh, Chris, maybe Chris Kirkpatrick. Chris Kirkpatrick looks like the weak link in NSYNC. Also, never never slander Lance Bass. Sephiroth from Kingdom Hearts, Lance Bass. God. How the mighty have fallen. Or, or mighty have risen even further. God, he even wrote a... He's got his own autobiography out called Out of Sync. <laughs> Right. Cunningly titled <clears throat> My Tell All <Yeah>. Expose. <laughs> I saw Justin Timberlake bite the heads of chickens. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, how silly is that? What are we talking about? Let's go do basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Hoop Dreams, the basketball podcast on 8-Bit, powered by our pals at Audio-Technica. My name is Matt Tilby, and I'm joined by not only John O'Peck and Brendan White, but a friend of 8-Bit, a friend of many in the Australian gaming scene, and a, well, I guess the graphic designer for the logo for our own podcast, and a big basketball tragic at heart. We say hello to our good friend, Gavin Skeels. Guys, how are we doing? Bonjour and Skeelzy, welcome. Uh, we'll just forget that you ever graced these uh, these halls once before due to some uh, internet technology gremlins, but it's a pleasure to have you here and uh, we're very excited. Mm. Thank you, guys. First time, long time. I'm a bit upset you didn't uh, give us any basketball comparisons, Tilby. I thought we were going to be like some little little trio that you could come up with, but you just, uh, just let it roll. Uh, well, uh, run TMC. Yeah. You figure it out. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll take Mitch. Well, I'm my basketball jersey is 17. It is a Warriors replica jersey, and I'm left-handed, so I've got to be Mully. Hmm. I've seen that jump shot too. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty smooth, smoother than mine. But I'm also left-handed too, so we got two lefties in the trio. So yeah, it's a bit of a rarity. But yeah, we're back. Hoop dreams. Yes, and uh, after the lost episode, as we're referring to it now, we've uh, we've got Skillsy back for another episode, another attempt to uh, set things right and then have a bit of fun with us this week. But uh, as always, we jump into, I guess, the, the biggest news that we've all got from the, the last fortnight. And I wanted to start by saying how bizarre it is that uh, I guess the disparity between the quality in the East and the West is just starting to to show. Um, For example, fourth and fifth in the Western Conference being the Phoenix Suns and the Portland Trailblazers at 19 and 10 and 18 and 11 would get them second and third in the Eastern Conference, which I think is concerning in terms of the quality for the East, but what do you guys think of that? What's what's how has this just been happening for so many years? I think that's a little bit overblown there, Mr. Tilby. Like there's two wins separating eighth in the east compared to the west. Two wins is nothing. You know, you can pull that back in a week and the Knicks could be level pegging with the Warriors there on sixteen Ws, but the East has typically been the shitty friend, uh the shitty conference, you know, and I think it has <laughs> been for decades and I think there's more parity than there has been recently, but uh, yeah, it's still very top-heavy, the East, where the West is, 
you know, deep down to probably 10th or 11th where the the East is very much a probably one through five or six and then it just becomes a crapshoot. Well, even then, like Golden State at 16 and 15 would even get them to fourth in the East. That's how like messed up it is. But or as you're just saying, it's because of COVID, it's the closest season we've had at the moment because there is so many teams all in this cluster. Absolutely. I should be more positive, I should yes. say. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's always been that kind of disparity, at least since I guess the nineties ended, definitely. And I think in the like in the last ten years or so, it, it's largely been because free agents just tend to flock to the you know, the West Coast, whether it be the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, you know, it, there's a lot of um, a lot of people heading over there to, you know, market themselves, get in on Silicon Valley, get in on Hollywood or whatever it might be. Whereas going to live in New York or Boston or Philly or Charlotte or Chicago, even like some of these cities you'd think would have some appeal, especially New York and Chicago, but when was the last free agent signing of any note for those cities it's probably a combination of, of the climate i think for these guys and some bad you know owners especially in, in new york that kind of turns people away but yeah i don't know if you can just put it on that i, th- I think it like having three of the of the best like players in the east on one team in brooklyn probably you know makes it very top heavy as well uh, so yeah, I mean, I think the NBA is very aware of of this gap, and it's interesting to see little steps taken here and there to to try and address it. But I don't know who who's like the biggest star that was even drafted into the Eastern Conference in the last five or six years. Probably Tatum, Ben Ben Simmons. I was gonna say, but yeah, Tatum, Trey Young, and just by chance, I guess they've kind of been outshined in, in some cases by, you know, Simmons to Donovan Mitchell. That's a pretty close comparison, I guess, still. But Luca to, to Trey Young, you know, I think that the Mavs won that little little uh, battle so far in their careers. Mm. Boy, you say about the, 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 the bright lights of New York that Gordon Hayward just decides to go to Charlotte. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Seems to be working out quite well for him yeah. at this point in time. So, Brendan, what have you got for us this week? Oh, regarding, yeah, my observation from the fort. And I'm sitting there going, what am I meant to have that you didn't tell me about? But uh, <laughs> just just a couple, a couple little things. Like, it's nice to see one of my uh, ballsy predictions from the start of this season uh, where Damian Lillard's starting to make a bit of a case for himself as a potential MVP. Uh, he is carrying that Portland Trailblazers team on his back at the moment, obviously missing their second and third best players. And he is just going hamburglar at the moment. Like uh, I think he was averaging 35 or 36 this past week amongst those four games, couple of crazy daggers, you know, just doing, doing little things. He is just ice in his veins in the fourth and just a treat to watch. So I'm really happy to see that. And then outside of that, um, it's hard to say, like it's, it's more of the same. We've got more continuity at the top, uh, with most of the the teams in the east and the west, but some of the other the other teams are just sort of starting to spiral out, like the Rockets, who were sort of sniffing at the back end of the of the eight seed there for a while, are just in free fall. I think they've lost seven in a row, 
now and um I've, i was sort of reading some uh some rumor mill just earlier that they're going to be parting ways with old boogie cousins and they want to go mm-hmm. sort of back to the small ball pocket mm-hmm. rocket era again even though cousins has been pretty damn good for him anytime he got minutes so uh i'm curious to see if they're just going full tank nation here or what so uh yeah just gonna be curious to see where old boogie gets traded to and hopefully he's still got some value for my fantasy team <laughs> because that's all that matters isn't it you'll go yeah. to brooklyn <laughs> I think Brooklyn's. He might. Don't, you know, don't imagine. say that. <laughs> he might. It makes sense. They need a center. Brooklyn yeah, or yeah, it's... like the Celtics could upgrade Tice as well. Like there's there's some need for him. Mm. Anyway, word is that uh, he's apparently also still getting his ring from the Lakers, which is uh, a bit bizarre. I guess making those sorts of comparisons for DeRozan not getting his ring from. Uh, Toronto, but yeah, and even Valanciunas, who we traded later into the season for uh, Gasol. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, clearly, clearly they make too much money in LA. We're in uh, poor old cold Toronto. You know, it's a bit times are tough up there north of the border. <laughs> well, I mean, given that you can't even play north of the border at this point in time, so <laughs> yeah. doing pretty well playing literally the entire season away from home. So, mm-hmm. just want us to mail it in, and we're not. We're fighting. It's pissing me off. <laughs> we're in sixth <laughs> again now. God damn it! Won three in a row. But he smashed the Bucks back to back, and yeah, god damn it. Anyway, <laughs> about you, skills. What's going on? What's going on with me? Uh, yeah, I've I've long had a what's the opposite opposite to affinity? Affinity, distaste, Dis- disdain, disdain. Yeah. Uh, disdain. Yeah, I think disdains for Utah, just in general. Like it probably harks back to the you know Stockton the Malone and Stockton yeah. days, where you could comfortably field a team of you know no less than eight or nine terrible white guys <laughs> out of O'Keefe and Buddy Hornacek and all that. Um, Oyster tag. Oyster tag, yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Um, but also, are they pretty much the best, most boring NBA team? Yeah, at, I think so. At the moment. I think mm. they're both the best and potentially the most boring, but... They're just turning it on at the moment, you know. They're they're looking like the cream of the crop. Like I know they they were on a nine game streak until the the most recent loss, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're streets ahead, twenty four and six. You know they're on track. If it was an eighty two game season, they're on track to win like sixty nine games or something yeah, bananas like that. So, that as well. Yeah, no, it's good to see. Yeah, I mean, if sec- if you're second in command running the uh, the point is Joe Ingles, you've really got to be a, a front runner for the best, most boring NBA city, don't you? <laughs> mm. Your Clarkson yeah, pretty- dropping forties left, right, and center. Yeah. yeah, that's even more absurd, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Jono, your last up. Yeah, my takeaway is a very recent one. It's about Joel Embiid. I, I just uh, watched him kind of bury the Bulls a few days ago with um his 50 point game his career high when you know i was i was browsing twitter and one of the bulls uh, writers that i follow was talking about how great levine is as all the bulls followers do and they're just praising him saying how good is he is definitely you know he better make the all-star team blah 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 blah. so I, i turned on this game to watch it at the end to see what he could do and he went zero from four um to you know kind of put the bulls out of any chance at, at winning and Embiid just like stuck the dagger in and he was hitting jump shots, getting fouled and hitting free throws, grabbing rebounds and like screaming to an empty arena as he hit his uh, 49th point, I think. So yeah, he is playing so 
great this season. I'm looking at his basketball reference. We've got a career high with uh, 30.5 points a game. Uh, his best field goal percentage by a long way, like almost, uh, you know, like it's 55% basically compared to like 48% previously. And he's taking less threes. He's hitting more of the threes, which is always good because he's such a dominant guy down low in the post that you don't really want to see him lining up for threes when he's, um, you know, such a threat down there. Mm. That's what would make other teams kind of cower is is when he when he gets down low. So especially because think... he he's great from the charity stripe. Like he's mm. a very good free throw shooter. So it's no you can't even like hack a shack him or anything because he, yeah. he makes yeah. like what is he eighty Car- odd percent? 80, I think eighty five, which yeah. again career high compared to eighty point seven. That's really good yeah. for a center. I mean, yeah. re- regardless, yeah, yeah. So he's just. Um, He's showing what we've wanted to see from him, which is that he's engaged. He's in shape, seemingly. He's locked in and kind of putting himself there as the alpha on a team where there's been that kind of back and forth with him and Simmons and whose team is it and who's going to put their foot down and kind of lead the way. Because you really, like we've seen time and time again, you really do need to have a clear one a, if that's the term for for a team like a playoff team like this, like you, you can't have that like LeBron and Wade. It's your turn now. It's my turn. Do you want to take the last shot? I'm going to take this one. You take the next one. It just doesn't work when it gets to crunch time in in the playoffs. So I think Embiid is very clearly that guy, and that's even with Simmons having a really great season lately as well. So it's um it's good because it, it adds that kind of third option to the east as far as who is going to come out of of the east between you know brooklyn the bucks it's looking like the celtics aren't in that conversation at the moment but if they all get healthy and figure things out and Kemba starts hitting shots again they could be in that discussion as well but yeah with philly up the top there it's it's looking interesting and uh it might be that the east you know as we were talking about before is not quite as interesting as as the west but you know you can't you know, we learned from the playoffs last year. You can't rule out even a team like Miami. You know, they aren't doing fantastically. They aren't all healthy. They aren't firing on all cylinders. But you only have to do it in the playoffs to to get to the big dance. So, yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying that kind of uh, parity in that sense. Yeah, I think it, it's interesting for Philadelphia, especially um, that a guy like Embiid can always step up when his second in command now that we're referring to him as as 1B Ben Simmons um obviously he was injured for this game uh, it's, it's it must be pleasing for for Doc Rivers and the team to to be able to know that if one person falls mm. falls away or is injured covid regulations whatever the next person can step up and physically mm. lead that team to a victory because you have seen teams where it's even guys like Damian Lillard he can't do it all at times when Guys like CJ McColl, uh, McCollum falls away. He struggles to, you know, get the rest of the team into it. Obviously, he ends up putting a team on his back and scores like 60 points a game. But sometimes you will see teams fall away when, I guess, the the two-headed personality or the, or the part of that mm. team falls away. So it's obviously pleasing that they're still able to continue on this solid run. But realistically now, I'd, I'd wonder if they would sort of think about whether they sort of continue with that sort of two-pronged approach or whether they would consider 
moving Ben on or looking at different ways to, uh, I guess, yeah. approach the team. It, yeah, it is like with hindsight, you look at it and you go, should they have taken the the James Harden deal? Like, it, I, don't, I don't know if it was them that backed out or, or Houston that backed out. I can't quite remember what happened there. But Philly, Philly backed out because yeah. uh, Houston wanted Maxi for the right, deal as well. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, just it, trade for Lowry. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's looking like. I don't know. Like Simmons is is playing really well. Like Embiid missed a couple of games, and Simmons had his career high. He scored forty two points, so he's mm. also willing to step up and and be a bit more dominant. Like he, they were all two pointers, obviously. Uh, but <laughs> that, that, the, shot, that shot chart was absolutely wild. That shot yeah, chart. Yeah. <laughs> like um, Harris is even starting to find a bit of yeah. bit of sort of early early career form as well for mm. the for the Sixers, and looking really really good as. I think he's almost the the second scoring option behind Embiid for him, yeah. but they've they've got a they've got a good bunch of players there, and they're making some noise. Like they're still sitting at the top of the East, even after sort of falling away the last couple of weeks with some losses. Yeah, mm. and it, it makes me think like, has Doc Rivers maybe been the one to figure out how to play all these pieces together? No, um, is, not give, is, I'm <laughs> refuse to give him praise. <laughs> is is Simmons happy with what he's been doing? Like we we've, we've seen that he can score you know, 40 points in a game like that, 42 points. Does that mean that he's more valuable to another team as like their leading scorer and they can get, you know, enough bench depth in a trade that puts them in, you know, the clear contention against the Bucks or the, or the, or the Nets? So, I don't know. I think there's been rumors around his trade for so long. This is the first year that it's been like way more than a rumor. Like we feel like it's like... It, like he was a ab- absolutely conversations have taken yeah, place. He was absolutely offered, and I think he's responded really well to that. He hasn't let it get to him, uh, as far as we can tell. So, yeah, I, I just wonder if maybe they've evolved. You know, in the in the Pokemon sense, there it's a new team. <laughs> it's whether it's Rivers or it's just like the, the the guys have figured out how to work together. I think um, in the playoffs is when we'll have to really see the answer to that because that's where they've just kind of crumbled or not been able to get the job done whether it was against Kawhi's Raptors or or last season mm. we'll have to see if uh, Doc Rivers has that uh, rare candy mm. in the playoffs yeah. it's funny you mentioned Rivers though and like obviously Brendan's reticence to uh, give him any sort of credit but it's almost like the previous coaching staff didn't have access to game tape because <laughs> you know if Embiid has watched any of his previously massively successful games like either like this season like it should be plain as day that he's able to just dominate if he's if he doesn't step outside the three-point line or if he's going to take them make sure he's absolutely the most open person on the floor but like you said Jono, it's like inside that paint he's as good as gold Hmm. and even ben as well like ben like offensively absolute juggernaut in the week he's too and, big yeah and it took point it took joel going down for a couple of games for for them to realize that mm. we'll have to see what happens with them going forward obviously right up on top of the eastern conference at this point in time so mm. we'll see if they can continue that but uh anything else from anyone no nah. screw doc rivers <laughs> excellent we move on to basketball bits, the weird and wonderful stories going on in basketball right now. And as we move into this segment, we should uh, pay our respects to one Yuta Watanabe, who was tragically killed <laughs> Rest over the in weekend. Peace, Utah. 
by one Anthony Edwards. Um, oh my god, that was incredible! I've <laughs> it, it was, was a, a big dunk. boy dunk. It was a big boy dunk. Like he he had that dunk in in his head that that's all that was happening from the three point line, and he didn't care if a tank or seventeen Kias got in the way. He was going for it, and poor old uh, Yuda just got sent back to the bench um yeah probably just about the dunk of the year like it was angry and it was yeah. so good like as a raps i don't even care that it was my team that got absolutely <laughs> mauled by that like it was just awesome to see i think this is the first dunk i've seen in a while that's really given me blake griffin slash deandre jordan vibes from it that, that was really, the reference i was gonna make yeah that savage violence that goes into a dunk and i think like yeah, we haven't seen it in a while, so it's good to see. It was just so clean as well. Like some of these, I mean, the Blake Griffin one with either it's a Moscow one or uh, the Perkins, Perkins one. Perkins, yeah. Like they were a little bit rattly, but this was just like full contact the entire way. Like you, you couldn't find a cleaner dunk. And with that much power as well, geez, that must have left a dent in the floor. <laughs> I think as well, it's it's certainly a good thing that he was able to pull that off because I think the stat line he had from the rest of that game was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, it was like seven points or something. <laughs> off like three of 14 shooting. It was the worst. So he's probably glossed over the, uh, the sort of bad parts there. He's polished the turd, but... Um, yeah, definite dunk of the year candidate so far. We'll have to see if anyone can pull anything out. Did you see the bench reaction as well? Like one person yeah. actually physically got up off of his seat and said, that's it, I'm done. Like, <laughs> it, was, it was it was filthy. Like, I don't even care that it was against my team. Like, I mad respect to Edwards for that. It was so, as you guys said, so violent. I love just big angry power jams. And that was just chef's kiss. I just, I just wanted the the Clippers uh, announcer to, to, to call yeah. that one. Hey, oh the- <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Thank you very much. <laughs> we, uh, we move on now to uh, a bit of an update. Of course, on the previous episode, uh, Jono introduced us to Top Shot cards, which I guess are basketball's Bitcoin, I guess, is, is the easiest way to uh, uh, call it. I, essentially, it's... Uh, I guess video packages of yeah. highlights from particular players that becomes sellable, tradable uh, forms of of uh, coin. I guess it, it's these. Can you explain it, Brendan? I'm As- assets. <laughs> yeah, so assets, it's, yeah. it's yeah virtual cards that contain highlights from NBA players, but it's it's a like based on like a blockchain platform. So yeah, you buy these digital moments, which are just, uh, you know, handpicked and distributed through the NBA, which is done in, in parallel with um, Dapper Labs who runs this website. So they've come together with the NBA and the NBA cut up all these highlights, send them through to Dapper Labs and they, they virtually box them or package them up and you buy these, these random packs and, and you can, get anything from, you know, a common, which is, you know, one of 15,000 or so. So you and 14,999 other people would have that same moment, or you could get some ones that are a little bit more rare and and uh, harder to find. And uh, just the way that the world's going at the moment, uh, the internet has gone mad on the back of uh, Top Shots. And yeah, the fact that Windhorse and everyone else is starting to to write up articles and talk about it during halftime of games and everything. It is just blown up and everybody's mm. getting on board because they're only releasing several thousand of these packs at a time. So the queue is out the door, around the corner, down the street, 
cross the suburb type of thing. Like I was, I was fortunate to get in one queue and get a pack, but some of the other ones there for 5,000 um, packs, there'll be a hundred thousand people in the queue trying to, to land on a pack, which might have three to five moments in it. So the hysteria behind it at the moment is crazy. Like it's, it's just rocketing as far as value of, of these, these virtual cards are at the moment. And I'm, uh, I'm all in baby. I'm, uh, I've been, I've been going deep this past week or so and, uh, yes. I can't stop. I, uh, I did want to uh, ask and see what you've managed to pick up over the last fortnight since we last recorded. All right. Well, I've got, I've got 21 moments in my cache at the moment. So, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I've, I've been, I've been adding, adding, uh, periodically since, uh, since we started recording, uh, the previous episode and, um, I bought, I landed on a pack, I think maybe two days after the last episode, uh, sort of was recorded and I've just been chipping away, just buying either cards that I think are low value and are going to sort of pop or uh, I bought my first big boy card today. So I dropped, um, 300 us on a Zion Williamson dunk, uh, but it's it's put like that's you know that's not a small amount of cash but to give you an idea on where some of these cards are getting valued just last night um on the back of that Anthony Edwards you know dunk of death uh, <laughs> his his first like he's just got one highlight on the website at the moment and it's just a standard dunk but because these are all serialized, like you could end up with like the number one in this in this uh moment or you know yeah. number 15,000 the number one serial for this uh, Anthony Edwards off the back of that dunk sold for fifty thousand US dollars. Fifty thousand, and it's just a common like it's not even a one of two hundred or something. It was a one of fifteen thousand, and it sold for fifty k. Like that's that's the hysteria and the hype at the moment. Like whoever's in the in the highlights package or the you know the number one play on NBA.com that week, you'll or that day you'll just see their their sort of trajectory go. Shoo, you know, through the roof because it's very much that social media mentality where it's like whatever is in front of your eyes right now has the value. So all the big name boys, all the rookies and stuff like that, it's all just skyrocketing. So yeah, twenty one moments. I've got a couple of couple of sons boys, uh, Mister Tilby. I got a, I got a Devin Booker jam. Okay. I've got a DeAndre Ayton dunk, and I've also got I think a Chris Paul assist that I got as well. So uh, I'm playing a little bit of the short game and the long game because. These things, just like blockchain and crypto, uh, these could peak again when, you know, say Chris Paul's retired and then he gets uh, into, say, the Hall of Fame. You know, his his value will then obviously jump again. So there's sort of this, do you just sort of buy up cheap now and then sell when they when they have a bit of a gain or do you hold them? So I'm doing a bit of both. So I've got a few. Um, there's a couple of great websites where you can sort of put your account name in and it'll give you the worst case evaluation based off your current assortment of moments and okay. so so my account currently is valued at 1590 US dollars so with that that's a profit at the moment of 830 US that I've made uh from my investments so uh and, that, and that's in the past what Jeez. 10 days so yeah it's fun I'm on the train baby get on board and let's go and I uh, would like to personally blame John O'Peck for bringing this to our attention. Look what you've done. You've you've poisoned this young boy's mind. I've made him a lot of money so far. So I'm, <laughs> I'm getting in on it too. I bought a, uh, I had a friend of mine gift me a Dylan Brooks card to get me started. And I went on and bought a, a Mike Conley and a, a Jordan Clarkson. So I'm in there too for a few hundred. 
That's See it. You've got to be in it to win it, baby. And it's it's a blessing and a curse that like this website not only um, accepts payment via credit card, but you can also sell crypto. Like you can you can pay via your crypto wallet. And because I've got a good assortment of crypto, I just sort of sold off some Ethereum and uh, have been funding it that way. So I haven't been dipping into my wallet into my actual monies. It's just you know play money from a from a crypto account. So it's uh it's going good. But yeah, I've got a Zion. That's exciting. Anyway, and I've got a Yarnus too. Any future design work that I do for you guys will be payable in uh, Top Shot. Yeah, top I can shots. do that. <laughs> I can do that. What's, what's your favorite team? I always forget. Lakers. Lakers. The Lakers. Okay, yeah. I don't have any. any I'll, I'll buy a couple. I'll get a couple and I'll keep them well, as, like a, as future Like a rare payment. one of like uh, Alex Crusoe, you know, <laughs> shaving his head or something. I don't know. <laughs> that highlight goes for half a second because he's got five hairs. It's just <laughs> done. Comb over. <laughs> But yeah, it's oh, it's a thing, and uh, the world is going wild for Top Shot, and it's only been in existence now for like a month. Like it's four weeks old; it's still in beta, and the world wants it. And the fact that they've partnered mm. with the NBA, I think this is just going to be a long-term thing. So, get in while you can, but only put in what you can afford to lose at the same time. Like uh, you know, I don't want to promote crazy gambling because there's obviously always no guarantee. But at the moment, it is a it is on a rocket ship, so uh, it's the, yeah, it's the kind of thing at the moment where it feels like you're not gonna like get less than what you pay for something at least. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 a pretty safe thing to dip your toe into, I think, if if you're interested and in, like you just don't want to turn it into a GameStop situation, or you're not going to expect it to turn into a GameStop no. situation. Oh, I see. I'll just know when to pull the parachute if that's the case. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll once I get to a happy amount of as far as profit, I'll I'll happily sell off. Like I don't, I'm not going to be mm. The last man on the ship, you know. I'm going to be the first man <laughs> off with the parachute. You got to be smart like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's interesting watching the the prices, like what affects them. Like Josh Hart opened a pack earlier today, and my friend Jesse was telling me that he had a Josh Hart, and the value just went up because there's interest in that, I guess. And I, I'm hoping, you know, I picked up Mike Conley. I'm thinking like if he gets named as an All Star reserve, if I'm lucky enough, that might bump him up a bit. And then Jordan Clarkson, that was I just picked that one up because it was it seemed undervalued for its for where its serial number was. So yeah, it, it's it's one it really proves that something is worth as much as someone else is willing to pay for it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I'll have to uh, keep an eye on that one for sure. But uh, of course, gamble responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we do move on to everyone's favorite big man, Shaquille O'Neal, um, and apart from. I guess having a wrestling match on All Elite Wrestling this coming week against Cody Rhodes, uh, he's just proving he's a bit of a, a doofus, a bit, of a, mm-hmm. bit of an idiot is probably the, the simplest way to put it. He uh, was on NBA on TNT and just straight up didn't know what Pascal Siakam's first name was. And it was I don't know so if, dumb. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the video, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll have to find a link and, and put it up on, on Twitter. But, uh, I mean, if you're an analyst, you should at least know the first names of the plays you're going to be talking about, shouldn't you? You would think, but this is Shaq and this is his <laughs> thing, pretty much. Like, I don't know if he doesn't watch NBA, apart from the big, like, nationally televised games. But it's not the first time that he's done this. He was calling Christian Wood, like, Woods, 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 before, like... This season, when they were interviewing him, like, oh god, he's I mean, the worst. 
it's not and like like he said Nikola Jokic was from Russia like he just doesn't know much and he he <laughs> he's got a long history of not being able to pronounce guys names if they're not American I guess yeah I mean that's at least that's slightly better than him just like not knowing the name at all so I guess having a go is you know at least something but We'll have to see how he goes, whether he fares any better in the wrestling ring nah, this just, coming week. Just, he's put the work in, man. That's the <laughs> problem. Like he's he's just getting by on his accolades. Like, and obviously, yeah, you want you want superstars and big names on your on your color commentary team and stuff, and you don't get many bigger than Shaq. But like, take ten minutes to to read <laughs> the the starting lineups and the names and get familiar with the players that you're watching. Like, it's just it's really poor form. It really pissed me off. <laughs> Maybe all the uh, all the contact that he took to the head in his playing days is now starting to just catch up with him, and he's got like retrograde amnesia for for people's first names. Yeah, maybe Nick Nolte slapped him around a few times when they were recording blue chips or something back in the day. <laughs> yeah, just just be better, man. I was going to say the it would have made sense if he had the wrestling and then was making that sort of error because you could say you know a few many few too many bumps to the head, but no, it's the other way around. I'd be amazed if he could get around a wrestling ring, but anyway. it's just like Papa John's. The um, <laughs> the people often say those guys like Shaq and, and Chuck, I guess the most like they don't they need to watch more games or whatever. But Barkley put Jordan Clarkson as his All Star reserve ahead of Anthony Davis, and everyone on the show like cracked up and made fun of him for it, but. I think I really like that he did that because it means that he's he's noticing that this sixth man in Utah is having like a bowler of a season. I think he's their second leading scorer, right? Hmm. And maybe Davis is slightly underperforming. It would be easy for the analyst to to just go, Anthony Davis is yeah. you know low hanging MVP, fruit, yeah, yeah, an MVP candidate, perennial All Star, like give it to him. But this like Chuck's gone, you know, a little bit under the radar. He's proving that he's actually paying attention. So. Can't win sometimes. Terrible. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Mr. Charles Barkley there, who, of course, uh, had his birthday over the weekend. Mm. Happy birthday, Mr. Also, Chuck. shout out to Shut Up and Jam, one of the best NBA games yes. that I've played. I used to love that on the SNES. That's such a banger of a game. Oh, that was fantastic. Great name for a game. <laughs> There's some really bizarre early like video games like named after people. Like Chaos that... in the Windy City. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Um, of all things, there was a uh, Bill Lambier one. Oh, combat basketball! Yeah. Yes, I loved that game. Oh, man. Did that you game play was that? Terrible. That yeah. game was terrible, but I loved it. Released in 1991 for the Super Nintendo. It was like a top-down, like it was barely a basketball game. It was almost mm. like sort of bird's-eye view of these like yeah. little robots fighting and playing basketball, and so it was just like. On an objective level, the game was shit house, but I absolutely love it. It's no Lee Carvello's putting challenge, though. No, exactly. <laughs> we'll have to see if we can get a Charles Barkley uh, golf game because if you've seen his golf swing and there's plenty of video of it on YouTube, um, it's a sight to behold. Mm. It's one for the ages. His swing <laughs> makes Lonzo Ball's jump shooting form like, desirable. God. I was going to buy a Lonzo in Top Shot today, but it was like of a three-point shot and it was so gross. I'm like, I don't need this in my little deck. No, no thanks. <laughs> oh, man. We uh, continue on for our last bit of basketball bits uh, just as a quick announcement, of course, with the All-Star starters announced. And 
it's we I guess we got pretty close in the end to uh, what was legitimately announced with the East. It was Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, the captain, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. And then in the West, it was Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, the captain, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Mr. Nikola Jokic. But uh, who who's landed this one, Brendan? Who's got this one? Well, we, on we all pretty much tied uh, because, um, yeah, I, I got the, the West correct, but missed out on um, pick, picking Harden over Irving. Uh, but you guys both picked Kyrie in that regard, but didn't pick uh, Kawhi Leonard in your mm. West lineup. So it's a push. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty close either way. I feel like the the real uh, change is, is going to be the, the reserves because I, I almost forgot that the captains just get to pick whoever they want for their teams now yeah. rather than it being straight up West and East. But we'll have to see what happens there for sure. But uh, I still don't know whether I want this All-Star game to go ahead given the current circumstances, but we shall uh, wait and see, I guess, is the best way to it's describe It's so weird, that. like... It's it's in like is it this weekend or the next weekend? It's it's so soon. It's and we not. No, nah, it's it's the seventh, isn't it, or whatever? It's the yeah. So it's it's two weeks. It's oh, 13 sure. days from yesterday, type of thing. Yeah, so it's coming up pretty soon. Considering we don't know the format or how it's going to work, yeah. or what day things are going to be. As far we'll as see. The dunk comp and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be sort of a, a, a miniature version almost of uh, regular All-Star Weekends gone by, but uh, we'll mm. have to wait and see. But, uh, Jono, have you got a, a return to 5-5 five and five for us? I do. Let's do it. Five minutes. Five. 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 In five minutes. All right. So, 5-5, five and five, we're going to go through five things in five minutes. And the five things that I've decided to pick today... Uh, the five most influential NBA players of the past decade. So we'll go uh, basically just 2010 till 2019, I suppose. But kicking right. off. I'm starting the timer now. Hit the music, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm going with Draymond Green. And that might be a surprise. He's not the flashiest player. He's not in you know the top five best players. But he's certainly someone that came in to... A very successful team and kind of reshaped the way that uh, good teams play basketball. So he was coming off the bench until David Lee got injured back in that season. I think it was like 2012, 13, around that time that the Warriors really started to succeed. And it was him moving into that starting lineup that really propelled the Warriors, along with Curry's amazing shooting and Clay Thompson and the rest of it. But Seeing Draymond take on that role as the center and being so versatile, being able to guard so many positions, I think has really influenced the the popularity of small ball, that you don't need to have some kind of big, kind of uh, lanky doofus playing center that doesn't have the skills to do anything apart from protect the, the rim and uh, Kick people guard in the, nuts. the big people on the other team. Yeah, And he kicks people in the nuts. So uh, moving on from... from Draymond. My next one is James Harden. Um, the reason I went with him is because of kind of the way that he challenged so much about the way that people approach the rules of basketball. He's obviously um, been super influential with the way that he kind of skirts around what's a travel, what's a gather. The NBA actually had to redefine the gather step definition 
to clarify the rules on traveling after his uh, MVP season where he just went off and he was doing these moves that every other game it was like is that a travel and then like there's a huge debate about it on Twitter um, so that, that I think is pretty influential he also had you know introduced this style of play that was like I'm either going to hit a three or I'm going to get fouled and shoot free throws and you're going to have to just watch me shoot free throws for like half an hour tonight which is really frustrating to watch but you can't argue with how successful it's been and as well as like his one-on-one -on -one style of play where he'll just size up a guy and shoot a three uh, I feel like other players have tried to emulate that even like LeBron James has added that to his game uh, speaking of LeBron James and the Miami Heat Chris Bosh is the next guy on here and you might be thinking why are we talking about Chris Bosh but I feel like the way that Bosh added a jump shot from the wing not always a three-pointer but just enough to extend the you know to, to spread the floor was a huge part of the Heat's success but also a trend that kicked off big men having to step outside and learn to hit that jumper we saw it with Ibaka at the Raptors, we've seen it with AD at the Lakers, and pretty much every big man now, you need to have an outside shot to have a winning team. And it's become, you know, wider and wider. Now it's almost you have to have a three-pointer, whether it's Embiid, um, DeMarcus Cousins was hitting threes, we've seen uh, Anthony Towns extend his range. It's not always the best thing, as we said before with Embiid, to be able to step out and shoot that three when you could be inside. But to have that threat is such a uh, great addition to, to the formula for a winning team. And I think Bosch, kind of when he got to Miami and realized his role had to change because it was a new situation, I, I feel like that changed things. He's not the first stretch four. We had Dirk. We had, you know, even going back to the 80s, there was dudes shooting threes from out there who you wouldn't expect to, to be hitting them. But I feel like the way that he did that as like a component of a team rather than like the focus like Dirk was, I think that was really influential. Next up is LeBron and it's kind of for obvious reasons he's been so dominant, but also off the court probably more so where I feel like he ushered in the player empowerment era where he did the decision in 2010 and he kind of set this tone of like, I'm a player and I'm going to decide what happens in, in my future, I'm going to decide where I play. I'm not going to be led around or dictated by the management of this team. I'm going to kind of force my way out. You know, the, the one-year deals he signed in Cleveland, he wasn't going to get locked into a position that he wasn't happy with. Not to mention, like, clutch sports and his whole kind of... You know, there's, there's this meme that he's the coach of the team or he's the general manager and he's going to get guys traded. But because he's got this agency, you've, you've seen countless times where he has like gotten someone on his agency signed to a really good deal, whether it's with the Lakers or with another team. And I think that, you know, that whole media empire on top of, you know, the management and being a successful player has been like this generation, uh, has been to this generation what Jordan was to the 90s. Have I run out of time already? You've run out of time already. You've been dribbling for too long. I'm going to keep going. It's going to be five and six. <laughs> um, yeah, the way that, that Jordan kind of brought this idea that you could have your personal brand, I think LeBron's taken that to a new step. My last one that I'll try not to talk to for too long is Steph Curry. I feel like the most influential player in terms of like the actual game play because of obviously the way he's reinvented the three-point shot and just, um, you know, you look at, the amount of three-pointers that were being taken before he 
uh, went wild in like 2012, 2013. He was putting up 7.7 three-pointers per game and he was the only guy doing it in the whole league. And now there's like 28 players every season averaging that many, according to the stat that I found online. So really just brought that love for the three-pointer. showed that, you know, if you can hit a three-pointer with accuracy, even if it's less accuracy than the two-pointer, the extra point that you get for it is worth, you know, from the metrics side of things. So Steph Curry plus people understanding metrics has kind of been, I think, the catalyst for that evolution in the NBA. And that's five in six. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to go over time. You were just gushing so much. You were. I was trying to get it out. <laughs> You were in the zone, and I, I certainly wouldn't blame you for that. But uh, well in, Jono, well in. Thanks. But, uh, we will hopefully have some more five and fives in the weeks to come. But uh, we've got an old favourite returning now. Worst cameo ever. Excellent uh, jingle there, Jono, Thank as you. we uh, move on to the cameo game. And uh, as uh, Gavin is our guest for today's episode, he's going to join us to take on, I guess, the current holder well, I believe that was Brendan, but he's going to take on one of our own in Mr. Jono Peck. He's got, he's got to just... beat Jono to then get to the champion. Yeah. It's a tournament. So I'm, no, I'm sort of uh, Shao Kahn. I'm sitting sitting in my my evil tower at the moment. And uh, these boys are going to fight to see if they can uh, come take me down in a future episode. So I'm just going to be working the sound effects. <laughs> Gavin, your soul is his. Um, of course, Gavin and anyone else listening, if you don't know what the Cameo game is, um, I've scoured the basketball section of the Cameo website to see what sort of prices basketball personalities are offering for a Cameo. So that could be current players, past players, announcers, reporters, anyone in the basketball sphere at this point in time. I've mostly kept it to uh, past or, or current players, but... Uh, what you're going to do is we are going to, you're going to have a player and then uh, for the next player after that, you're going to decide whether the cameo price is higher or lower than the one that preceded. Very simple. But of course, for the first player, what we're going to need is the actual value itself. So mm-hmm. I've got 10 players here on my list and we're going to start with a, uh, a bit of a NBA hard man in the form of Matt Barnes. So I guess, Gavin, as you are the guest for today's episode, you can start us off. Oh, so we need the numerical value. Numerical value. He's pretty popular with uh, his podcast. Hmm. So I'm probably thinking it's got to be something in the realm of like 500 bucks. I don't know. I don't know what the... 500? Yeah. You going with that? I'll, I'll start at 500. We'll play, yeah, prizes for okay. rules, I guess. Yep, John. <laughs> From past experiences with this game, it's always way, way, way less than you would expect. So I'm going to go with... Uh, 80 bucks. <laughs> Jono had the right idea. Matt Barnes was 70 bucks. Yeah, that was <laughs> going to be my first guess, but I, I changed at the last second, but 80 is close enough. So I guess Gavin's, take- Gavin's now quickly <laughs> I'm, realizing I'm calibrated now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless, I get, unless I get Sean Camp and it's like, oh shit, I've got to pay for like seven of my seven kids. children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If that's the next one, I'll be pissed. <laughs> it's not, thankfully. He's not on uh, there. He's got a weed shop now. He's doing fine. Oh, yeah. I know. I know Gary Payton is on there, and he is expensive. But I got. I got bought a signed Kemp basketball though. That's getting shipped from the states for ninety bucks. So that was a bit of a steal. Oh, very nice. 
But uh, speaking of Seattle, we've got a, another former Sonics player coming up next in the form of Detlef Schrempf. Oh, damn. So, uh, Jono, mm. you can start us off with this one. Um, so, yeah, higher or lower yeah, than 70? Yeah, I'm going to go lower. Should lower, be lower. Okay. And Gavin? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I think, he I was, think higher. He was on Parks and Rec. He was on Parks and Rec. I forgot about that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Roy Hibbert was as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, so you're going higher, Gavin? I'm going high. He's probably got a refreshed national profile thanks to Parks and Rec. <laughs> Detlef Shrimp is going for an even $100. Ooh. So right. ties Victory. things up at one all. <laughs> we uh, continue on with, a, uh, I guess, a early 2000s underrated player. Uh, was big on the Timberwolves around the early 2000s. It is Wally Serbiak. Was he on the Cavs as well? I believe so, yeah. 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 Mm. Wally Serbiak has to be less than 100 bucks. So, Gavin, you can go for this one first. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, keep box. it even. <laughs> I, I, I know that he does like color commentary for, like I think, one of the, the lesser-known networks. So I, I'm thinking it's probably higher than higher than 100 because he's trying to recoup he didn't get signed to a a, a tnt or a, <laughs> a yeah a big network he'll get there yeah <laughs> so you're going higher Jono? no i'm going lower i'm thinking there can't be too much demand for wally serbiak okay <laughs> how dare you uh wally serbiak is higher at 110 dollars. oh damn this one goes out to Jono. <laughs> <laughs> Shut Mr. up, <laughs> Mr. DJ working the deck there. So that means it is 2-1 to Gavin so far. And we continue on with a uh, an NBA former All-Star. Spent about 15 years in the league with, I believe, the Nuggets and the Clippers as well. It is Danny Manning. Yeah, I remember this guy. Danny Manning. Former number one pick, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't think he ever lived up to that. Uh, I'm going lower. Going lower? Okay, it's Gavin. Just, it's got to be correct soon enough. <laughs> I, I was going to say, yeah, I think we'll we'll hit a ceiling at one point. Uh, I don't think a former number one pick like that has much clout, so I'll say lower as well. Well, you're both correct. It is lower at 60. You win. Perfect. <laughs> so we've... Remained at 2-1 for Gavin there. And so we were about to hit the halfway point. I feel like this is the game of chaser. And like Jono's just... Yeah, well, you're going to make he's the, you go first. Yeah. So I can... Well, exactly. <laughs> so but, he doesn't um, copy me. <laughs> Looking over my shoulder. <laughs> With a uh, another, I guess, uh, 2000s legend, underrated legend, I sh- should say, in the form of Steve Francis. So you saying higher than like higher or lower than sixty for France? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm going higher because I think uh, yeah, he, he's he was kind of in that like Steph Mar- Steph Marbury. I get my my own shoe deal because I can my get, get it made in China or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll I'll go higher. Higher, okay. Hmm. How many questions do we have left? <laughs> After this, will be five. Okay, so I still got time. He's plotting up. it out. He's thinking. Yeah, I'm like, do I have to zig when where's <laughs> Gilsey zags? Yeah, I also think higher for this one. 
All right, Steve Francis is going for 85. So you're both correct. He signed that monster deal too. Like... <laughs> if he's burning he the... through that cash to the point where he needs like to be financed for $85, then... Yeah. Was he in the God same dunk him. contest as Vince Carter that year? I think. Or was that I the next year? I think he was. I think he was. Yeah. I think so. That was that was definitely Jerry Stackhouse, yeah. and I think it might have been. Yeah, I feel like he had some really good dunks. But. Yeah. Anyway, we move on to a current player at this point in time with the Atlanta Hawks. We're talking starter Kevin Herter. <laughs> I have to go first, don't I? Yes. So, what was the last number? Uh, Eighty-five. Lower. I love Kevin Herter. He's on my non-Euro white guy, all all, all white guy team, along with uh, Tyler Hero. And, um, you know, it's hard to fill that team out, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, how how many people you got? That's a draft right there. That's the next episode. Gordon Hayward. um, The all white boy draft. Next episode. Yeah. Cody Zeller. when you take yeah, when you take the Euros out of it, it gets really hard. But uh, JJ Redick maybe. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, lower. lower, lower. Okay, Gavin. I've been to Atlanta, and there's probably not a whole lot of places you can probably spend money on. So I'm going to go higher because he's probably looking for that looking for that payday. Kevin Herder is going for sixty five dollars. Oh, Skillsy. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Happy Gilmore's 25th anniversary yeah. since the last time we recorded and that wonderful uh, rebuttal from Shooter. It was so good. That's what my nickname comes from. Oh, really? <laughs> Skillsy yeah. Shooter from well, Happy Gilmore. And Shooter McGavin. So yeah. combine the two, boom. Drive for show, putt for the dough. Anyway, we move on with uh, a very... Uh, notable former player from uh, years gone by we're talking about swaggy p nick young oh all right who's who's first john me uh gavin yeah i'm gonna go higher because i think uh he's probably still smarting from the mariah carey days interesting okay yeah i i my natural gut was to say higher. How many questions do we have left? After this, there'll be three. And what's the... This, is he up by one? No, with two all, isn't it? Even. We're even. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say higher, so I'll stick with that. I feel like he's got a... You know, he's, he's fairly popular as a... Just a... Influencer a, now? What is he yeah, doing? Yeah, I guess. I was going to say as a meme. Yeah. <laughs> he gets so a kickback like, every time that meme's used. Yeah, I feel like he might do like a cameo video where he makes the like the confused face. Maybe. Oh, I was I was talking I was thinking it was the the three point shot, and he's like, yeah, and it yeah, just bounced out of the rim. That <laughs> <laughs> too, maybe. True. He's, he's very memeable, um, swaggy. So, yeah, I'll go higher. So you're both going higher, and Mr. Swaggy P, Nick Young, is higher at 150. Hmm. That is correct. Jumping up quite a bit there. All right, we continue on with a. Uh, uh, a man that uh, was actually referenced a little bit earlier in this episode, um, the victim of one of the Blake Griffin dunks, Mr. Kendrick Perkins. Ooh. So, Jono, you're up for this one. Higher or lower than 150? 
I think that Kendrick Perkins is a terrible TV analyst. Um, <laughs> so tell us how you really feel. I think he's better than Shaq. He's probably better. He probably is better than Shaq, and he he has really strong. He has a lot of hot takes. Kendrick Perkins, and I I almost always think that he's wrong. Um, but so I'm trying to think whether having a lot of money is good or bad for this game. Like, but I'm thinking I'm going to say less. I'm going to say less than Swaggy P. Lower? Okay. He's got to be in less demand at least. I'm going to take a distinctly Stephen A. Smith approach to this and that people like will pay him a lot of money just to hear those hot takes. So I'm going to go higher. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Kendrick Perkins is going for $136. (sighs) So Jono has retaken the lead. specific amount. Good day, sir. We do have two players left or two personalities left. So it's coming down to the wire. And uh, we do move on to an undoubted NBA legend, the smallest player to ever play in the NBA, Mr. Muggsy Bogues. This needs some tension. There we go. It's a slight drone there. (laughs) I love my voice. I think there's a bit of prestige to being the smallest player in the NBA to ever play, so I'm going to go higher. Okay. My initial thought was about how Muggsy is a bit of a cult hero for his size, but also being part of that uh, Hornets, you know, 90s Hornets team that was so popular with Alonzo, Larry Johnson. Yeah, I I was going to say higher too, so I'll go higher. All right, so... Muggsy Bogues is going for 175. Ooh, highest we've had. Flawless yes. victory. And it comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen. Technically, you could both go for the same answer, but don't be don't be pussies. Exactly. Well, no, here's the thing. It's my, I'm going first, and Skills is shooting to tie. Am I right? Yes. So there's no reason for him to pick the same as me, that unless he want, unless he wants me to win. Um, and he just wants to get the answer right so exactly we uh, do move on to our final player of the evening and it's someone we all know it is the truth Paul Pierce ooh 175 you've done well putting this last Tilby it's a weird guy another TV analyst Um, he's not a bad analyst too yeah, no, he's pretty decent. He's not. He gets butt hurt so much, though. Yeah. He, well, I mean, he did when he got wheeled off. Apparently, needed to yeah. take a poop. There's a lot of <laughs> some very sensitive. Um, well, just the comparisons, like players. who had the better career, Dwayne Wade or him? Is it like fuck? Yeah, like just okay, we get it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay. I think if Perkins was one. What was Perkins? Perkins was 136. 136. Muggsy's 175. He's got to be more than Perkins. Uh, So is it more than 175, though? I'm going to go higher just because, you know, future Hall of Famer. I think he's got a bit bit more pride than than to go less than 175, but we'll see. So you're going higher? Yeah, I'm going higher. I guess by default... Gavin has to go lower unless he wants to uh, say the same thing. 
Lock me in for lower. Right. Do you actually think it's lower, Gavin? I don't know. It's. I'm gonna say yeah. it's gonna be like two fifty. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, if I'm being honest, yeah, in my heart of hearts, he's probably gonna be. <laughs> uh, but he's a busy bloke as well, so it's like he probably wants to make it worth his worth his while um, if he um, is gonna be pulled away. Yeah. Well, at least it's not uh, Michael Beasley, who we have had before. I checked earlier today; was going for one thousand US dollars. So I don't know why anyone would need to do that. Trump's Trump's doesn't come cheap, man. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Falling on hard times. Anyway, Paul Pierce, the truth, two thousand and eight NBA champion, mm-hmm. is going for three hundred and thirty-four dollars. There you wow. go. I, I want to know it. how they get to that it's figure. Like, what, what's it, what's his... the break-even point? Like, 332 <laughs> just isn't going to cut it? Like... I think it's because of his jersey number, probably. Uh, that does make sense. 34. Why not 340? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't have the same ring to it, I guess. But well well played, Gavin. A valiant effort. Yeah. But uh, Jono does come up trumps in this one. Well, Anything at least I know how much I'm spending for your birthday presents, respectively. <laughs> oh, Kevin I Herter. Have, I wouldn't mind a, uh, a Detlef Schrempf uh, cameo. Would you be able to understand him, though? Oh, he had good English, though, didn't he? Yeah. He did. yeah. <laughs> couldn't, just, be, couldn't be as bad as Shaq, but anyway. Just get me a cheap and nasty one from one of the adult porn star women on there. Just give me one nah, of them. We're, we're <clears> going to torture you and get you uh, Ronnie 2K for 99 bucks. <laughs> it's your money, not mine. <laughs> I wonder what's the cheapest uh, cameo on there of, of anything. Like, what's the lowest you can go? I've seen think- some for like 10 bucks. Jeez, they must crank them out. They're probably a reality TV yeah. star or something. Yep. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm only going to be famous for another 15 minutes. <laughs> Screech from Saved by the Bell, who recently died. But yeah. 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 <laughs> he did porn too, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. And did he, he do circle life? <laughs> did he do that or did he just have a leaked tape or something i guess it's both okay yeah sure <laughs> anyway we move on <laughs> we do move on to our final topic of the evening the segment and, uh, that stops a nation and be careful where you point that thing you'll blow your own face off and we are obviously talking about shoot from the hip it is a handful of questions that i have prepared early that uh my three contestants here and i guess myself uh I already know them, but these three have no idea what I'm going to ask, which is probably true to most of the way I get through life. It is very hard and fast and unexpected. So uh, I've got three shoot from the hip questions. Uh, you don't have time to sit and analyze as as the, the title of this segment is. You just got to shoot straight from the hip. So I'll throw these questions at you. You throw your answers back at me. The way we'll do it, uh, skills, you can go first. Uh, and we're just going to go... Uh, clockwise is the way I see it on Zoom right now. So Tilby will go second and then John will go last and then same okay. for the next. So I've got three questions. And the first one, it's very on brand with some of the earlier discussion. On NBA Top Shot, which player do you think has fetched the highest price in a sale as of February the 21st? Obviously, that's the day of recording right now. Which player do you think has sold their moment or had their moment purchased for the highest value? Okay, so we're talking individual card or, or individual card. So it's an individual moment of a player. Uh, Skeelzy, who do you think is top of the uh, top shot charts right now? 
Uh, Zion. Zion, you're going to go with Zion? Yeah. Tilby, where are you going? <clears throat> I'm going Damien Lillard. You're going to go Damien Lillard? Okay. And JP, where are you at? LeBron James. Okay, so I wrote my answer down before I looked at this too, and I went with Zion too. And funnily enough, Skeelzy, myself, and John are all correct because Zion went for 100,000 and so did LeBron James. So one of their cards <laughs> or one of their digital moments, which was, you know, serial number one for both of these respectively, went for 100,000 US dollars 27 days ago. And uh, rounding out the top five uh, as far as the the other highest grocers, they're all LeBron James. So LeBron James has got one, three, four, and five. And they are mm. yeah, 99,999, then 78K, and 71,000 is his other moment. Jeez. Holy guacamole, that's a lot of cash. And one guy purchased two of those. One Jeez. user purchased two of them. <laughs> Some guy named Pranked bought two of if, them. Or sold two like of them, a- I should say. Do you think there's a limit, like as a hundred k? No, there's, some, like, there's no, some listed. Stop. There's <laughs> yeah. uh, there's some listed higher, but yeah, most right. of them you see are maxed out at a hundred k. But God, that's so much money, so mm. much money. If you All spent a hundred k, I think you'd be looking to offload it like as soon as possible. Oh yeah, <laughs> in case I'd be like, the whole thing crashes. Like All right, the next question: Which current NBA player's middle name is Funaki? Skeelzy. <laughs> Which current NBA player's middle name is Funaki? Well, uh, be that Watanabe guy, the place of the Raptors. I don't know. Okay, you're going to go Utah? Utah. What, what about you, Mr. Tilby? I think by the powers of deduction, I've got to go uh, Rui Hachimura. You know, Rui? <clears throat> John O'Peck, where are you going? The guy, skills he said, was who I thought of, so I'm going to go with him too. Okay, I, I had... Uh, Rui written down in my notes as well. And funnily enough, we we're all cor- incorrect. It's Stephen Adams. Stephen <laughs> oh, Funaki Adams. <laughs> Stephen That's Funaki Adams. Crazy. They gave him a Japanese middle name. Yeah. It's- yeah. SmackDown's number one announcer. <laughs> <laughs> and the last uh, one of these. Ask questions later. Oh, God. <laughs> Over the last seven days. Which player has scored the most points in a single game? So we're talking from February 14th, Valentine's Day. Shout out to all the lovers there. And now the 21st. So the last seven days, which player has scored the most points in a single game? Skillsy. Uh Would be, well, either Joel Embiid or, well, yeah. There's been two 50s in this last week as well. Jamal Murray. Uh Okay. Mr. Tilby, where are you going? I am going to go Damien Lillard. All right. And Australia's John O'Peck, where are you putting your virtual bang bang dollars? Um, Don't call him that. Oh, God. You should just play that anytime Tilby annoys you. I'd just be pressing that button the whole time. All, all episode, <laughs> yeah. All right, JP. Um, yeah, I mean, I only remembered Embiid, it's 50, and until skills he said Jamal Murray. So I'm guessing it's it's probably is Lillard because Tilby said it, but I have to go with my hip and go with <laughs> Embiid. I'm an honest man. I, I had Embiid down as well. So Embiid and Murray both popped off for 50 on February the 19th. We're talking US dates there. 
And uh, coming in equal second place on 44 points was uh, Luca and uh, Julius Randle with them New York Knickerbockers going for 44 points on the 15th and Luca on Valentine's Day with the 44. So, yeah, that is... So was, uh, was Lillard like a week before that? He was a week that before that, yeah. Of. yeah. Damn. Okay. But he, yeah. he's like in the past week, like in the past five games, Lillard's gone for, I think it was like... 30, 36, 44, 37, I think. Like he's averaging about Pretty 36 solid, points yeah. the past <laughs> week. He's on fire. But yeah, that is the end of... Sorry, Skill, I didn't hear a word of that. No, no, I was no. uh, living my country <laughs> life. Uh, wasn't there... Uh, didn't Levine go for 46 or was it 43 as well? Yeah, 43. In, was it back-to-back games as well this... Yeah, yeah. I think so. Hmm. Yeah. He's he's heating up. Them, them bullies... Uh, they're looking pretty good this year, Mr. JP. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, showing it off. But uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for another episode of Hoop Dreams. It has been wonderful to have your company with us on another fortnightly adventure. And of course, if you've got any comments, queries, questions, concerns, or complaints, you can do so with the hashtag Hoop Dreams. Bingo! Big thank you to Brendan on the decks there. You can always follow what we're doing at 8-Bit at we are 8 bit You can follow myself on Twitter and all the socials at It's Tilby. Our guest, Gavin Skills, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people follow you? Yeah, pretty much everywhere. Uh, at Skillsy Shooter, Instagram, Twitter, uh, soon to be Twitch and uh, Facebook. Mm. Excellent. It was lovely seeing your guns today. Thank you, sir. He's far too <laughs> handsome. Like he's, he's the elder statesman <laughs> of this podcast and he's in the best condition of all of us combined. It is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. 42 next week. Close. Get out of here. Get, uh, putting get us out of shame. here. Yep. I expect to see my inbox flooded with top shots. Done. <laughs> I got to find some Lakers. I'll see if I can find a cheap Laker after this. Or cameos. Exactly. Cameos. It's fine. Yeah, we'll, yes. have, we'll have to uh, scrounge up some money. Uh, Brendan, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Dem Socials at Brendan8Bit. Come play Apex Legends with me because I'm sick of playing by myself. How sad. And Jono, where can people follow you? I can catch me everywhere at Jono himself. Excellent. And uh, big shout out, as we said before, to uh, Happy Gilmore's 25th anniversary. Go and watch Happy Gilmore. Unrelated to basketball, but it's just a wonderful movie. But uh, for myself, Matt Tilby... Gavin Skills, Brendan White, and John O'Peck. It is goodbye for now. <laughs> no, he didn't press the wrong one, apparently. I'm not I'm not happy with that. I'm writing up my resignation as we speak. <laughs> Just send that through to uh, Brendan at 8bit.net and I'll uh, I'll get that back to you ASAP. Put the word untenable in there, remember? Yeah, untenable. <laughs>